This call is being recorded. Hey everyone, it's another episode of the Holiday Chat Series for 2018. Um, today I'm joined by Roger, who joins us from Alberta, Canada. And uh, Roger contacted me because he's in the initial stages of looking at maybe purchasing a business. Uh, Roger, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself so we can have an idea of... Uh, of who you are, what kind of situation you are in with family and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I am a, a father of two, uh, two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, both, uh, both of my kids were uh, currently living in Alberta, but uh, uh, my kids were born in the States, uh, in, uh, in uh, South Carolina, where, uh, where I lived for about uh, 15 years before I moved up here. Okay. Um, down there, I had, uh, I had a business uh, for about 10 years. I sold it right before I came. Uh, it was a uh, taxi and limousine business. Okay. And, uh, I was kind of uh, my timing. It's it wasn't it wasn't my uh, uh, it, it just happened like that that I, I I sold it right right before Uber <laughs> came in town. In the oh place. wow! Oh Where, wow! Yeah, it was just uh, it could I, have been bad for you. Yeah, because all the yeah uh, the business it would have been worth the assets or less. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah because he yeah he killed the business but yeah this is i guess progress and uh um so um uh, up here now i'm uh, i'm employed so that was a that was a kind of a, a big change uh after so long being uh you know my own boss sort of speak uh uh, when uh, and I got a job uh, at uh, one of the big career companies at FedEx. By okay. the way, I watched that uh, video of you uh, with uh, FedEx routes. Yeah, I had that in mind too. And yeah, you were uh, you were right on point uh, on point with that. It was uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough for uh, for those guys. I mean, now it's it's working because. Uh, business is expanding a lot like fedex ground um actually uh it's uh bringing more revenue for fedex than uh than the other uh division fedex express uh, so um but yeah so yeah this is uh this is what uh what uh what i've been doing this is what i'm doing right now i'm, uh, I'm uh, working for these guys but i'm uh I'm not a happy camper, and I'm looking to get back to uh, to uh, to your own thing. Entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. You you know, Roger. Not many people sell a business and then become an employee. Like a lot of people who have their own business, they they really like having their own business, and they might move on to something else. Um, so what was it the job at FedEx that brought you to to Alberta or was it some other No, my my wife's uh job uh brought okay. us up here so I um yeah I just uh I wasn't ready to start you know in an unknown city unknown mm-hmm. province country well it's yeah, Canada and US are very similar um as far as business environment and how things are done so it's not it, it wasn't like i moved in uh, on them you know uh, mm-hmm. but um i had to yeah i i couldn't just stay around and try to figure out uh uh you know what to do so i said i'm just gonna take a job and uh go from go from there um i was actually I, I thought about buying maybe some routes from FedEx and stuff, but uh, it's it's yeah I uh, I did the math so many times and it just didn't it's yeah it's not uh, it's not for me it's not I I don't see how because uh, the 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 prices that they are uh, the guys they are selling are are they, prices they are asked for it's they're just way up there 
Well, well, they want you to pay them for all the hard work they did over the last few years. Yeah, and I mean, uh, if 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 it, the only problem, like like you said in the video, you you only have one customer, and if you piss off that customer, then you're done. Yeah, uh, they sign those contracts every year. Uh, so yeah, if uh, I mean, you have to do some really bad things for them not to sign the contract with you again, but still. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, if, uh, God forbid, uh, you have a bad accident or something, one of you guys screws up bad and, yeah, they can, they can just next year, they can just say, Hey, we don't want to sign with you anymore. And there is not, not, <laughs> not a law in, in Canada or in the world to stop them doing that. So, yeah. What, uh, what kind of business are you thinking about buying now? Um, so it's, it's a little s similar with what I've done down there, but with, with a kind of a twist. So it's a transportation company that caters to seniors. Okay. Mostly, and uh, um, people with uh, disabilities. Okay. Uh, like uh, wheelchair, kind of a non-emerging, non uh, I mean, uh, non-emergency uh, transportation type. Um, it's, uh, ran by, uh, by a lady, a baby boomer, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's kind of a stereotype, you know, baby boomer retiring and stuff. So yeah, it's actually, this is the case here too. She's, uh, um, she had, uh, she started this business in 2008. Okay. Uh, actually, um. It's a franchise, actually. It's not. Uh, so she she started with uh, she bought the the franchise back in two thousand and eight, uh, and she expanded the territory after a few years. So she bought uh, uh, two territories from uh, from these guys, and now she's at the point where she's ready to slow down and uh, um, to you know enjoy a full retirement so uh, you're, yeah, you're gonna have to tell me you're gonna have to tell me a little bit about the environment that this business operates in because I'll, I'll tell you i've been to different places and the way it is where i live might be different from from where it is there um now where i live there are some private companies that will you know basically be like a taxi service for people in wheelchairs and stuff and They'll go and take them to appointments and things like this, and and they're they're more expensive than taxis because the the vehicles are more expensive, et cetera. But then there's also um, a wheelchair bus that is part of the public transit system that people can reserve, and they and they they kind of call in and say where they want to go, and they might be told we can take you there, but you're going to have to go 45 minutes early or or we can take you there, but not on that day. And so, so that's much cheaper, but they can't always get the service they want. And then, of course, um, what I'm noticing with the public transit service is that they're now getting these newer buses, which kind of lean down and they're more accessible to people in wheelchairs. And so your more active and fit people who happen to be in a wheelchair are better able to just use the regular bus routes. And, uh, and then of course there's people who will help out their neighbors and friends and family for free. So, so what is the, what is the landscape for disability transport there in your community? This is, uh, exactly what we, uh, the setup that we have here. Okay. Uh, we have a uh, transit that basically they take you, uh, um, wherever you need to go for the price of the bus ticket, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, a uh, uh, a to B, uh, so uh, point A to point B transportation. So yeah, you don't curb to curb. Yeah, you, you, uh, better than the bus than the regular bus. You just have to have a low income and to uh, it's a uh, you have to qualify for this type of service. So not not okay. But it can uh, can use it unless, like I said, they and for yeah you know, people with disabilities. I uh, I think. They can use it regardless of their income, but for uh, seniors, uh, they have to uh, be under a certain uh, threshold. 
And uh, there is also a free service uh, run by a nonprofit, also for um, for people with uh, for seniors actually with uh, low income, same mm-hmm. thing qualify. So, um, and then we have this uh, for profit uh, companies that they. Uh, um cater for um for people that they can afford to uh to pay um for a for a extra service or a more uh, uh a, this is where this is where this company goes into they okay um they um uh, proud themselves as being like the uh, the top of the line kind of I don't want to use the word luxury because it's not really I mean luxury transportation but uh, they they uh, they target the the more affluent uh, segment of the uh, senior population and uh, now it, it seems from from what I understood that the wheelchair uh, transportation started to uh, to take off, and they have uh, quite a few from from what she says uh, contracts with uh, um, different a couple of hospitals and uh, other uh, medical uh, facilities. So in this well, that, ten that's, years, that's interesting. So so the a hospital or a medical clinic is hiring them to pick up and deliver patients is that right yeah that's that's what uh, that's what the uh they said yeah i haven't i haven't got into like i said i'm i'm really into the beginning of uh actually tomorrow i'm talking uh with uh it will be my first conversation with the lady that sells it i just uh, had a few conversation with the broker that she hired to uh um to uh sell and uh just because of the nature of the business uh they are trying to uh before they disclose all the financials and all that uh they are trying to make sure whoever gets the company whoever buys it it's a good fit for the uh for this type of um because this is more like a social business. It's not something that, you know, you're going to get super rich out of it. It's more uh, so, you know. What what kind of, Roger, what kind of equipment are they operating? Um, they have uh, a couple of uh, wheelchair vans and yeah. four, four SUVs. Okay. So they, so it's private transportation in that it's not like a bus that would pick up many passengers in no. one place. Okay. No, no just uh, exactly. How? Well, it's, it will be one-to-one. Uh, yeah, they will not do like a group transportation or. Okay. And so um, how would the fare charged compare with the taxi cab? They charge hourly. So. Okay. Because uh, what they say, it's uh, um, actually that's that's how they are not even listed as a transportation company uh, with the government, the provincial government, and all that. They are listed as a uh, um, companionship uh, service. So um, they so charge more, more like a more like a car service to the airport rather than a taxi. Like it's yes, and, more expensive, uh, fancier, but nicer usually. In person, yeah, the the stuff, uh, the transportation part, you know, it's actually uh, it's important, but it's, it, it takes. Uh, let's say if, if they if if if, if the staff uh, spends a couple of hours uh, with the person, the the ride might be twenty minutes or something like that. You know, uh, if they go to a medical appointment, uh, they go inside, they make sure uh, you know they get all the papers, uh, all the paperwork ready. 
if they even help them uh, get dressed or put the shoes on and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, um, they take them all the way into the, if, if we use this example, uh, going to med to a medical appointment, they take them all the way into the, um, uh, to the doctor's office. Uh, they, um, depends on the case, uh, they might even uh, have um, um, agreement with, uh, with their uh, next thinking to, uh, to handle uh, medical paperwork for them uh, and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, so, so these drivers are more than chauffeurs, they're like uh, home care workers. Almost, yeah. 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 Basically, yes. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, groceries, you know, if they go, uh, they're going to go put the groceries in, in the fridge, in the pantry. Um, yeah, they're going to hang out for, uh, and uh, all these guys, uh, they are also uh, retirees, mm -hmm. and they're looking for something, uh, uh, you know, to kind of give back to the community and make an extra dollar on while they are doing it, you know? So they are not like your typical, um, you know, taxi driver that needs to feed, you know, his family out of, out of this income. And they're just guys, uh, one of them is a teacher, uh, a retired teacher, but some, you know, guys that they, they are just looking to uh, to do something useful with their uh, with their uh, time in retirement, basically. So, is is that because they might work for two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon? Like, is is it an inconsistent workday? It seems like it is the way uh, the way the setup is right now. Uh, they get a flat fee for the day. Okay. The Regardless of uh, how much they work, um, from under, from what I understood, it used to be a kind of a per visit slash per trip uh, fee um, that uh, that they were paid uh, with. And uh, a couple of years ago, they switched to this uh, flat um, daily fee. So they basically get the vehicle in the morning. And they go out and about um, uh, with uh, with their customers, and I'm not really sure what they do between. I guess they just they find it importance. Yeah, kind of go yeah. to the library. I'm, 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 yeah, stuff like that. So, is now I, I understand you haven't seen the financial statements or anything for this business, but. Um, they must have told you some ballpark things that, you know, were maybe were listed on the website. So, uh, do you know what the annual sales approximately would be for this business? Yeah, just uh, just around a quarter million, just around two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Um, yeah, from uh, from the math that I made, uh, you know, it, they pay uh, ninety five dollars per day for these guys. And I think uh, there are five of them. Okay. And, uh, and is there any public money involved in this business? Like, is there any kind of government subsidy or anything? That's or... a very good question. Uh, and actually, uh, I, I just sent a list of questions for, uh, for the lady, uh, whatever question uh, the broker couldn't answer me. And I had this question for her too, if there are any grants. I feel like they are not, mm -hmm. uh, but um, there would be something uh, that I'm, not, I'm just going to find out tomorrow. Um, but I think there are no public money. I'm not sure if um, if they uh, if there are any grants available or not. I, I from a quick search that I uh, um, that I did on internet, I found a few that but i'm not sure if this business will qualify for you know because it's a it's, it's not a no well, i was just uh, the reason why i was asking is i was just i was wondering if they're 
it, it sounds like they have a fixed cost structure. If they're giving these drivers $95 a day, regardless of the number of drives they're doing, then of course, if the, if the calls were reduced, they would, they would very quickly be in a bad position. Yeah. Right. And so I was wondering if maybe because it's a service to disabled people and seniors, if, if maybe there wasn't some kind of uh, like maybe the government wasn't paying part of their wages or, or something like that. Um, and of course this kind of thing would vary from province to province and state to state. So it would be one of the questions I would, I would want to figure out because if, if it was the case that there was some kind of government money involved in the business, then it would be something that would really have to be investigated carefully because the, the success of the business would be dependent probably on that program carrying on. Um, You know, what, what, what do the people pay if, if my elderly father were going to get picked up, taken to an appointment and then driven home over an hour and a half, what would they charge him? Um, they charge uh, between thirty-five and fifty-five, sixty dollars an hour. I'm not sure if they go on um, on uh, like individual cases and stuff like that. If they kind of negotiate with the people and stuff, or if they have. Uh, I just have this range between 35 and 50. Okay. And so given the fact that the total revenue of the business is quite small, you said about a quarter of a million dollars, um, does the owner participate in driving any of the vehicles? I, I asked the broker and she does... Uh, uh, I understood that uh, there was there were some requests from parents too to like kind of uh, give rights to kids to you know after school activities and stuff like that. Uh, so she does that with a couple of uh, kids. So kind of part time, but okay. she's more uh, uh, she's doing the scheduling, you know, and uh, so she's kind of. Uh, she doesn't drive that much, but uh, she kind of manages the. So mm. she's she's active in in uh, in the business. But and uh, I ask uh, if she because this uh, the staff is not employed is contract for service. Mm. And as the broker, uh, how many employees then the business has? Uh, so uh, I think the only employee is the lady, uh, the owner. And um, she doesn't draw salary. She just draws like a kind of, kind of a, um, so let me rephrase it. She doesn't draw a living, you know, salary. She just a nominal, like, I don't know, a couple of thousand or something a month, just a flat fee. So, which is not a living salary. In, yeah, uh, it, in- for, for for this business, um, a whole bunch of things. Okay, so, and let me let me just make a note here, because um, I don't want to forget some of them. Um, so, number one, uh, the status of the drivers. So. If the drivers are contractors, which which they may be, um, then the question comes down to what happens if a driver is helping a client and something happens and the client falls and gets hurt, right? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they have some kind of insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, beside the, the vehicle, you know, insurance. Okay. Uh, they, so- they- they have some kind of a business because um, that's yeah li- liability in this uh, type of business. It's it's pretty big, right? So so they have liability insurance to protect the customers, and that's pretty straightforward. You go to an insurance broker and explain your business, and they'll sell you insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, 
if I'm trying to help somebody up out of a wheelchair and I hurt my back and I'm, and I'm a contractor, then, the, then you're starting to talk about workplace health and safety, which employees are normally covered by provincial w- workplace w- plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Workers' right. compensation, yeah. Workers' compensation. Work, workers' yeah. compensation, yeah. So then, so then the question would be, if these guys are contractors, are they mandated to have their own workers' comp files so that they're paying for that coverage themselves? Because if I, my job is to go every day and drive this car and I'm told to show up Monday to Friday and I get paid every, you know, and I get hurt. One of the first things that a good lawyer is going to do is he's going to challenge the the idea that the person is a contractor. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what I asked the broker too, because uh, this uh, this has been uh, a huge problem for for different, even even big like big companies all over uh, North America. The status of yeah. employee versus contractor, and yeah, if you. Uh, that, that's what I asked him. I said, uh, if if you send these people uh, and kind of uh, not order them, but kind of mm, scheduling their day and stuff like that, yeah, it feels like they are more employees than uh, than uh, contractors. Yeah, the 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 rule comes here. Here are some of the things they look at when they're trying to determine if there's a legal problem. Is they'll say, who controls your schedule? So if you think about this, if you hire a guy to replace the shingles on the roof of your house, you you can request that he does it on a certain day, but he's the one who decides when he comes, right? Right. And how long and, the whole... If it's, if it's rainy or windy, he's going to tell you, I'm not doing it today. Right. Right? It's not safe. So there's no question that the roofing guy is a contractor. The other The other measure is how many masters do you serve? So the roofing guy, he's going to come and help me one time in 10 years, right? right? And then he's going to go work for somebody else. So he's got many masters. So that that definitely makes him a contractor as well. But these drivers, you know, their, their day is being scheduled by the owner of this business and they serve one master. And the other measure is the who owns the capital equipment in the business. So if I hire the roofer and he shows up here with uh, maybe like a trailer to to empty all the extra shingles off my, like the old shingles off my roof, he owns the tools and equipment of his trade, which again makes him look like a contractor, right? Because he's in business for himself and he's got his own equipment. But these drivers are being provided with vehicles that belong to the company. So it's it's the company that has made the capital investment, not them. So again, that would be another thing. And I'm not a lawyer, and 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 you'd, you'd this is definitely something you would want to talk to a lawyer about. But it would raise a cloud around the whole idea that they're contractors versus employees, and. And if a lawyer did say that there could be some confusion, then the lawyer could probably suggest some ways to protect yourself. Right. I feel that, yeah, in this particular case, uh, um, the company being, yeah, relatively small, and I mean, not relatively, really small, and uh, it was kind of a a mutual nonverbal. Understanding that, yeah, you know, we just help. We're just trying to, you know, help some, some person yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, if you if you get to a point where you want to acquire this company, like uh, like I do, and if you want to expand the business and stuff, you can't just uh, rely on this uh, it, it, friendship it, it, between, I guess, between the the owner and the guys that are you know, helping with the work and stuff like that. Right. And, and, and so these little, little businesses tend to have certain informal things going on. And, and this would be one of them. 
And it's definitely something that you would have to have a, a, a very strong understanding of what your position is. And, and if it meant that you, if you bought the business, if you would have to make those people your employees, just to be sure that you're covered by the workman's comp, then, then what it would mean is you would have to rewrite the financial statements of the business to recognize the true costs because subcontractors, um, they're, they're going to be invoicing her and they may or may not be charging GST. Right. Right. And depending on the size, how big they are. And, um, if you are employing them, then there's going to be payroll taxes like EI and CPP and stuff that are going to have to be deducted. And that could change the cost structure for you if you made them employees. Um, the other big thing that uh, would have to be investigated is the status of the vehicles. So if she bought them and she borrowed money, for example, when you pay a loan, um, there's two there's two parts of that loan payment. Part of it is the interest that the bank is charging you, and the other part is the principal amount. You know, repaying what you borrowed, right? The interest um, is a is a business expense, and it causes your profit to go down and reduces your tax burden. But the principal amount is actually part of your profit. It's not an expense. And so you you have to pay tax on that because you borrowed the money tax-free and that means it goes back into the bank without any tax consequence as well. So if if you have a $1,000 profit and you have to pay back the bank $1,000 because you borrowed it from them, you have the cash, but guess what? you have a thousand dollar profit, you owe the government income tax on that money. You just uh, gave it to the bank. I right? think, uh, yeah, they said that out of the six vehicles, uh, four, four are paid off. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, the, the two newer ones, a uh, couple of years old, 2017, I think, or 2016 models, they are, um, they want to list them, so they're not right. They're not buying them, they're list. They are just leasing them. So when they lease them, the entire lease payment, yeah, the, the the lease payment is more tax efficient, right? But now here's the question: Is the older vehicles, if if she's only making enough money to pay herself a couple thousand dollars a month, it means that there's likely not money being set aside in a reserve to replace the aging vehicles. Yeah, they were, uh, the broker said something that uh, she was getting ready to replace some of them, but then go to the lease option instead of you know, buy, uh, buying them. Uh, so. so when you buy this business, and this is this is a tricky thing. I made a YouTube video about this, about recognizing capital costs for equipment. And this business has significant capital equipment because it, it uses vehicles. Right. When you look at the income statement, they're going to show you um, some form of cash flow. It's called seller's discretionary earnings, usually. And the SDE is what they do is they add back the interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. So that cash flow figure they're going to show you out of that out of that number you need to uh, pay yourself a salary, pay any loans that you take on to buy the business, but the because depreciation and amortization have been added back, there's no recognition for wearing out the equipment. And what what I would do if I was sitting beside you when we looked at this is I would look at the profit and loss statement, the income statement, and I would actually add in a leasing 
expense for every vehicle in the fleet. I would say, let's assume we were leasing six vehicles here. Right. Because the using the, a lease, the true cost of yeah, the, the the leasing company, you know, in their calculation of what they're going to charge you, they're taking into account the wearing out of the vehicle and and you're paying for the amount of the vehicle that you consume while you're using it. And so it's it's a really simple way to get a true um, figure for what it really costs to own that vehicle, to keep it on the road, right? The insurance, the gas, all that stuff, the repairs, they're all going to be already on her expense list. But the capital value that's being consumed in those vehicles as they wear out is probably, it will not be properly represented there. And so the fact that she's replacing vehicles and she's moving from an ownership model to a leasing model is probably because over the course of time, she's had this problem. She's had um, depreciation, but over time, the depreciation expense goes down because we depreciate vehicles on a 20% declining balance. So in the first year, she probably enjoyed a very low profit, very low tax bill because she bought a bunch of vehicles. But her bank payments were probably over five years, let's say. By the time she got to year four, her depreciation expense would be very low, which means that her profit on paper would have been higher and her tax bills would have been higher but the bank payment still would have been the same. So she probably would have been pinched in a cash flow way. That so leasing will even, even now on le- leasing will solve that problem. My concern for you though, is that once you put in those expenses, you may find that the business doesn't really make any money. Yeah. Um, the only, right. The only reason I, mean, I I was I was looking to this sector for for a couple of years, just uh, uh, trying to figure out how uh, how it works. And um, yeah, I just saw this business up for sale a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And only re- uh, the reason that kind of uh, uh, I, I contact them and maybe raise my interest is the the um the uh alleged <laughs> sort to speak uh contacts that they have into the medical world and uh mm-hmm. their kind of their experience with uh uh with with the customers in in this past 10 years cuz uh yeah uh, i i didn't get too many numbers yet cuz we're still in the process of uh kind of tr- them trying to uh to uh, uh, make sure I'm, you know, I'm a legit guy, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, I, I was very excited in the beginning, but I, I, I start to have the feeling that uh, she wants to. I, like I said, I don't have a figure yet, but uh, from from what the broker said, I feel like she she yeah she will want way too much money for the um, for the for the business. And like you said, uh, I don't think it's making enough money to um, um, to uh, be like. I think the 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 asking price will be so high that everything you know my offer will will be uh, taken as uh, as a uh, um, you know uh, <laughs> almost as an uh, affront. <laughs> well, here here are here are the positives. Okay, number one, you understand transportation. Yes. You used to own a taxi and limo service. You now work for FedEx. So, I mean, you you understand the true cost of, of making machines roll, you know, having to replace tires, maintenance, repair, all that, all that kind of stuff, right? So you understand what the costs are. And 
you you have experience. So I would definitely say you want to take a look at this, but you need to apply that experience when you look at the numbers. And at the end of the day, even if it is making money, um, you need to figure out if there's enough wiggle room there in case something happens, right? If if sales go down 5%, is that going to wipe out all the profit, for instance? The, the structure that you described to me where they pay the drivers a flat daily fee, it, to me, that's a little worrisome because it does mean that your overhead is fixed. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, uh, I feel like, yeah, at some point they, uh, I guess they weren't busy enough or something. And she came up with this kind of, uh, um, kind of, uh, uh, idea to, uh, this is just my speculation that, you know, mm. just to make them happy enough, you know, she said, okay, well, I'm going to pay you a flat fee and we'll go from there. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, uh, if, um, the sales, so to speak, they, uh, like you said, they go down five, 10% and yeah. The, the whole profit might, <laughs> might well, be in question. But the, I mean, the, the customer base is kind of interesting because um, the first question I would always ask is what, if anything else, could be sold to the same group of people? And so I would be curious when you meet with them tomorrow is find out where most of the people live. Are these people still living independently in their own homes? Or are they mostly living in, for example, seniors housing of some kind, like nursing home or seniors apartments? Because if you had an opportunity to expand to not only being offering the transportation, but maybe also offering other services around the home, like lawn mowing or snow removal or, or things like this, it could be possible to leverage this client base um, through different offerings to, to grow this into something. But just keep in mind that really the price you pay is based on what you get. Any kind of opportunity to grow simply gives you the reason why you want to buy it. It doesn't mean you should pay any more. That's the, uh, this is how I started to look at this, uh, this sector. You know, I started to look, okay, well, I want to start a business. What do I do? What do, uh, what do I know? Uh, what are my uh, uh, my my what, what is my skills uh, my my skill sets? What sector uh, it's growing? And everywhere I looked, uh, the uh, you know the statistics. Everybody throws statistics uh, uh, at you regarding the um, you know the aging population. Mm-hmm. How many, you know, in 10 years, there will be more people over 65 than people under 18 and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, for, for, for this sector, the, the, the statistics, they are, they are uh, good, <laughs> so to speak. And they're, they're, uh, they're good, but, but here's, here's the problem I see with this business is that, um, even though demand could be going up, mm-hmm. I think that there will always be a growth in substitution. So here's what I mean is, is as the population becomes older, um, you know, those people that are getting older, they're voters and they'll, they're going to complain to the city. Hey, we're older. We have, we're having a hard time getting around we want you to make improvements to transit. We want you to make improvements to this and that. And, and they'll be able to, to convince cities, you know, to, to make bus service better and more accessible and things like this. And um, there's also the fact that 
there are people that will help people in this way for free. Um, my, my mother, when I was a teenager, you know, me and my sister didn't need her as much, but she was still a stay at home mom. And what she started to do is she started to volunteer through her church and she was doing exactly what you, what this business does. She had three or four elderly ladies and she would go and pick them up at their place and take them to the grocery store and then take them home and put their groceries away. And she did it in her own car. My mom paid for the gas, you know, paid for the gas and did it for free to be helpful, you know, just to help people. um, Up here, um, yeah, the church in in this case would would pay for, for, will help pay for the gas. So yeah, we have uh, a couple of uh, non-profits like that and Mm -hmm. they actually pay you uh, uh, for gas. So you are just using, you know, your car, uh, put miles on it and your time, but you you get a little but regardless, it's still free. You just get a little bit of money for uh, and so And so even the, though demand could be growing for this business, the, the, it's hard to compete with free, right? Sure. Um, so, so I think that the pricing, you know, what kind of margins will you be able to get? I think that there will be limits on that. You know, the because people will say, well, you know what, I, I, I'm having trouble getting around, but I'm not having that much trouble. Maybe I can take a cab, you know, or something like this. And so that, that would be a challenge, I think. What, I mean, but I'm sure you've thought this through. I mean, what, what do you see as some of the the risks in this business? That's the, uh, yeah, definitely uh, the competition, for lack of a better word, from uh, from from the various uh, levels of government. Mm-hmm. Most, I guess, uh, uh, municipal government in uh, in uh, my case here, uh, it's there, and uh, yeah, like you said. Uh, the uh the aging population they are usually really involved into uh, uh politics and calling the 311 number <laughs> uh to complain and to suggest to make suggestions and stuff like that um well hey wait a second though we we talked about substitutions but let's actually talk about direct competition are there other businesses in the city doing the exact same thing? Uh, there are a couple of uh, other businesses, uh, yeah, for-profit businesses, mm-hmm. and um, these guys they kind of uh, go for the for um, for the most affluent people in in town, kind of. Uh, and then uh, they said that the other two are um, for like kind of the medium. The, okay. Uh, so we're, we're talking. And, and then you have uh, the low income that qualifies for uh, for free uh, or subsidized transportation from uh, from the local government. Okay. So, so how many people are there? In the metro area, like a million. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you have a million people. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just a little over a million. Yeah. Okay. So in a, in a market of a million people, the the car service catering to affluent seniors who need help getting around, basically, that part of the market is served by six vehicles. <laughs> yes. Right, but but this is this is important because it gives you insight, it gives you perspective on how big the opportunity is. Because really, the opportunity is quite small, and so yeah, I know you have um, yeah, one of their uh, main things that they uh, they keep saying is that uh, um, the business is ready for expansion. And, but I guess everybody says that when, when they try to sell something. 
um, and uh, there is there is a need for especially on the wheelchair uh, side there is there is a need for at least a couple more vehicles uh, and but now but now this can be quantified right so so when they say that to you your response would be how many requests for service did you have in the last month for wheelchair transportation that you had to turn down that you couldn't cover again right that you couldn't satisfy because it's it's easy for them to say we think we can keep another vehicle busy but if they're actually telling people no we can't help you we're too busy then that that's your real data point how many people have called that we can't help and then if if they have that information and it's documented if they have some kind of call log um then to me that spells that there's really opportunity there to grow yeah the way uh the way i see this going down uh right now it will be um like i said i don't uh i think they are they they will way overvaluate the the business just because of the emotional mm -hmm. uh, part that you know she she she's been doing this for 10 years this is her baby and stuff like that which everybody can understand and it it it's a very uh sensitive business also and um so i feel like uh i'm just trying to to get her insight kind of mm -hmm. uh, and uh kind of learn from 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 this process and maybe uh maybe uh i'll uh i think it's a higher chance that i will end up doing something uh by myself plus this is a franchise too so the, the, these are there are limitations there too and from from uh, from what I've seen, the franchise—I mean, the name—it's uh, yeah, kind of known. Mm. Uh, but uh, they don't offer any support beside the name. Yeah. So uh, it's not—they—they uh, they offer some mark, some limited, very limited marketing support. Uh, I guess they just send you a few templates of, of flyers that you can print out, something like that. So uh, I haven't uh, gone there yet, but from from what I've seen, they, so yeah, you're just paying for for uh, for the name. That's yeah, people heard about it, I guess, and uh, but it's not you know Tim Horton name or <laughs> McDonald's name or. <laughs> Uh, well, how about this, Roger? Why don't we do this? Um, why don't you email me when you have the meeting and after the meeting? And um, and why don't we go hop back on just for 10 or 15 minutes and you can tell me how it went. Yeah. Does that sound good? Sounds, sounds like a plan. 